RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to Instant Pretty Podcast. I'm Talia Keen, your co-host. And I'm Abby Kiefer, your other co-host. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Who do we have today? <laughs> Our guest today lives in Atlanta and is owner of Meridian Spa Services. Melody Beecham is a licensed medical esthetician, businesswoman, trainer, and expert in the field of electrolysis. Welcome, Melody. Hey. <laughs> Y'all went, hey, hey. I'm a real fool. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I like it. Bring some good energy. <laughs> hmm girls. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about your beauty industry training and your background. Well, my training actually began in front of the camera, and I learned from those who were working on me when I was modeling as a, a much younger person at the time. Excellent. And then when I decided to make some changes in my life, I decided to go to cosmetology school. And from there, I traveled, trained, and then had the wonderful opportunity to cross-train in Europe and the Middle East. Very nice. So I've enjoyed being able to train in a variety of circumstances. And it's really made me much better and more well-rounded as a practitioner. Sure. I would would definitely think so. Mm -hmm. What about electrolysis? How did you get involved with electrolysis? A mentor in school thought that I would be perfect for it and so she handed me an orange and her electrolysis machine and said I believe you have the patience to put this little needle in each little pore of this orange peel (laughs) I'm giving you one hour no mistakes start now wow and it grew from there very nice and we'll get into what exactly electrolysis is a little bit later but you also spent some time in the coast guard so how did that training make you a better technician in the field of beauty Yes, I did. Very proud of that time. Uh, What it's done is it's made me fearless. I learned to be fearless then. I learned to react, react fast. When things go wrong, which they always will in (laughs) any industry, I don't panic. And I like to attribute my ability to handle these things to my time in the Coast Guard and the training it gave me. Any situation you learn to handle, and that applies in this. So what came first, modeling or Coast Guard? Modeling. Okay. So then what made you want to join the Coast Guard? Oh, early on, my folks, we spent a lot of time uh, offshore North Carolina, and I knew that I wanted to be a flying surgeon and fly into Africa with a heart and an igloo cooler and do surgery and fly back out and save the world. Nice. And so for me, it was about finding something that would land me in something related to biology and then medicine and to fly. Uh, while I was doing it, and I became the first woman to fly in both fixed wing and helicopters. In wow, the Coast Guard. that's awesome! Yeah, you I was know, seventeen when I went in, girls. Well, I remember 17. one of the stories that I heard about you that impressed me so much when I first met you is you were pregnant with twin boys. Yes, while you were f- flying. Yes, wow, sure Twins. was, and they did not have. <laughs> any system in place no maternity uniform nothing so my mom found these little simplicity patterns and made this ugly polyester navy blue pregnancy smock my feet were so big that i couldn't wear shoes so i just smushed down the back of a tennis shoe and off i went and i had to wear a lead apron when we were in the labs because i was in aviation electronics so we were working with radar and communication devices and that type of thing so here's my big old twin pregnant belly which i carried full term by the way with a lead apron over me up until the last six weeks of pregnancy (laughs) when finally the command recognized that they were really tasking me at this point (laughs) so they let me ride a desk up until 
time when labor came. <laughs> Six and weeks later. So they even gave my twins a certificate for graduating school because oh, that was gosh, the first that thing that happened. That's funny. Yes, and our picture stayed on the wall of the school for the longest time. Wow. And eight weeks later, I was flying in helicopters. Off we wow. go to save the world. That's crazy. Be proud, Chuck and Jason, of your mama. <laughs> Quite a woman. Quite a woman. All right, so let's talk about why you're here today. You have been performing electrolysis for over 17 years. Many of our listeners may not know about electrolysis, or if they do, why is it still relevant as permanent hair removal procedure? So talk to us a little bit about what it is, all sure. that stuff, the orange. Sure. The, the most orange. important thing I'd like to address uh, to answer that is the relevance. And the relevance is because electrolysis not only always has been, but remains the only true permanent hair removal available for all skin types right. globally. Uh, and it's very important because there are many candidates who do not qualify for a laser mm-hmm. hair removal service. There may be specific issues for other types, including temporary hair removal as well. And electrolysis allows us to circumvent those problems. Okay, cool. So what? talk us through the procedure. Okay. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, actually, electrolysis has been around since the late 1800s, but oh as we've progressed, uh, especially with our machines and ability, we can control current, which is what we use, electricity, to hair and a follicle to create a change in it. And that change can be done by one of several different processes. The first process is the galvanic method, Mm -hmm. okay? And in our machines, we can choose these different methods. And what that does is we take a tiny, tiny needle. Sometimes the needle is even smaller than the hair itself. We slide it right down the hair in the follicle, and we deliver a little little Mm -hmm. jolt, a little electricity to the what you would call the bulb, the part that you see. And with galvanic, that creates a chemical change in the hair that damages it. Mm -hmm. So it thwarts its ability to reestablish and regrow. The other option is thermolysis, which allows us to do the same thing with the same technique. However, we deliver heat via that needle that very small needle so one's electricity and one's heat no it's still electricity but it's the setting that causes the reaction so one's either a chemical reaction or one is a heat reaction Mm -hmm. my favorite and what is the most effective which really i find that i use most often over the years is called the blend technique or in modern terms the omni blend which we use both okay so we can set up our machines to establish parameters so that there's a certain amount of it that represents the galvanic part of the treatment and a certain amount of it that represents the thermolysis side. So is that for each session or do you flip-flop one thermolysis? Thermolysis? Thermolysis. And then the other galvanic from we, each session to We session? actually can apply it both ways. Okay. Uh, it depends on the individual because with electrolysis, it's extremely personalized. And that's wonderful because what would work for one, we'd have to do different right. for another. So there's a lot of leeway, in, especially in training and those that have trained for many years, in knowing and understanding the most effective and most time-effective way to be able to handle right. it. For example, we may treat a man who has a very heavy, thick, coarse hairs, beard, mm-hmm. different from we would a 36-year-old woman's underarms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. Makes sense. And then the needle the needle gauge as well. The yes. D- now, the there's, of the there's a variety of sizes of these needles. 
And again, they're tiny. And we use these different sizes of needles related to the different sizes of the hair, particularly the diameter of the hair shaft and what the pore structure is. Because we actually have shapes to our pores, as, as you girls know. So if we have a nice, round, easy pore to work with, oftentimes we can use a slightly larger needle and deliver a bigger result to that bulb or what's also called the the dermal papillae um, and to the matrix of that cell because we want to disrupt it we don't want that cell to those cells to come together and form right and we have a new hair growing we don't want that to happen so that's what this does uh, we also have needles that we use because we can use electrolysis for some small types of skin blemishes as well so we can treat a few things and like in the skin right tag? In the right hands, yes, we can do that. I do some confidently. Of course, it depends on the individual's level of expertise and what the patient needs. But for smaller things, sure, even some cherry angioma, a few things like that. I was going to say, um, there, is, keratosis. there is a, uh, a service, uh, a piece of equipment called the Van Gogh, which yes. I've used multiple times. Same principle, you're inserting the needle into uh, broken capillaries, mm-hmm. and it just minimizes it or yes. a- absolutely diminishes it on contact it's pulverized same same scenario yes you could use you're saying yes and there's also a technique where you can actually take the needle and you would actually do a stroke with the needle delivering electricity around the base of the skin tag or depending on what you're doing then there's a scratch technique so it depends on what it is and where it is the type of technique and what it does is it will create a reddish almost burn like area Mm -hmm. it will dry up and fall off okay so these principles of energy, essentially, these currents. Yes, it's all based on electricity. Right. And the same with laser. Laser is based on electricity yes. as well. So same principle as far as retarding the follicle, meaning you're minimizing the ability for that follicle to restructure hair again. Well, the follicle should no longer support a healthy growth. Right. And we want to stop the healthy growth because it begins at the blood level. So as the blood is supplied, those cells form and the matrix begins to happen. With electrolysis, it's so damaged that they no longer can come together and form that cluster to become a hair. So that's important to understand. With laser, uh, too, of course, that's a little bit different, and we don't have a lot of the hair exposed at the skin. So with electrolysis, we need some of that hair. So if you were to have electrolysis, we would need you to let it grow a bit so that we can actually see it, move it, and be able to grasp that hair with different types of forceps. So once we've delivered that energy, we're actually going to remove the hair from the follicle at that time. So that's something to consider. Say if you're doing chin removal, chin hair removal, you do need to let your chin hair grow out a little bit. Chinny chin chin. (laughs) Chinny chin Give me something to grab, girls. (laughs) So that is different because with laser, even if you show up with hair, they usually shave it just so it's just underneath the skin and then it acts as a a lightning bolt, basically, to go into the hair follicle. But it does need the... um, the contrast yes. of hair to skin ratio. Yes, the opposite so. for us. And it's important because if you think about it, with electrolysis, we can do your eyebrows, the lip, the underarm, the chin, bit more, um, the breast, legs, bikini, gonna, around yeah. the anus. I mean, there's no <laughs> limit to... <laughs> oh, and we do. We do. Um, there's no limit to, to where we can use this. So electrolysis is more pinpoint accurate. It is absolutely well, hair you know, by hair. Hair by hair, which hair by with hair. laser, it's more of a, a surface it's an area. area. Yes. Yes. What are um, some expectations and the longevity of hair removal through electrolysis? Let's talk about expectations, essentially. Sure. Uh, The expectation in terms of what can you expect 
in terms of a goal to completion is some time. It's very important that you understand that electrolysis takes a little longer than a laser in a larger area. Let's say you're going to address your bikini line area. With laser, that's a little faster. But what if you aren't a candidate for laser? Right. Then Which we can do be... it with electrolysis, absolutely. And some t- sometimes we use electrolysis to finish off laser. Yes. yes. So they've had great success in the beginning. They have a mass area done, say you want to do your legs. That would take a long time with electrolysis, one hair right. at right. a time. So you can do a large area, and then we can finish anything that's being stubborn and mm-hmm. regrowing. Yeah, so, and to reiterate that, that is one of, I think, the most logical reasons why electrolysis is still so relevant today in laser with alongside of laser technology that and the fact that it can be used on any skin type there are some restrictions with laser in skin type and color that we don't have with electrolysis that can be a real deal breaker which is one of the biggest reasons why so many will seek out electrolysis either they just have a few hairs say the hairs on your chin or a few hairs the little kitty whiskers on the outsides of your lips Mm -hmm. that type (laughs) of thing or even uh in some cases uh, hairs in the ears Right, you know yeah. areas well, you like can't really that. Stick a laser in there. Uh, right, there are certain areas that burn the brains we, out. Right? We can't address. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's a, a real advantage to yeah, electrolysis. Absolutely. And in terms of expectation, uh, the thing that I like for people to understand, unless it's a small thing, say we're doing three, five, ten hairs on the chin. That's one thing. Normally, we can get through that quickly. If we're doing an entire bikini area, or we're doing the backs of legs, where a lot of people have ingrown hairs that type of thing, it's going to take longer simply because we have a larger area to cover. So expectation has to involve time, and then it also has to involve the success, the goal of what we're providing the service for. Some people have thicker, more coarse hair. That's the diameter of it, and it takes longer for them. So it's very specific, and the consults really help the individual to understand this so they can have reasonable expectations of success. So um, let's talk about the pain uh, factor. Okay. Does it hurt? And what again, what, do pe- what can people expect for the discomfort of it? Pain, of course, is individual. And some people just say, just go ahead and do it. There's right. just a few hairs and they're not going to bother. And oftentimes when we're talking about that, we're just talking about under the chin. If we have areas like your bikini line or your underarms, that can smart a little more because you can feel heat. You can feel stinging. You can mm-hmm. feel uh, heat even to the point where it feels like a, a, a light burn. Yeah. You can feel the pulse. So we can use topical anesthetic products to help with that comfort. Most people in small areas find, though, that it's very easy to do. For example, years ago, I did my own eyebrows. And when I was finished, I iced them and I'm done. There's a little bit of redness, a little bit of puffiness that typically resolves in one to two days for most people. For people who are really sensitive, we actually give them a product to take home to begin uh, using a topical anesthetic that they apply 30 to 40 minutes before. Mm -hmm. We apply an additional anesthetic when they arrive for the service and then take it from there. And they can also take um, ibuprofen, a lead, that type of thing that's over. But typically it's very comfortable. Um, you don't have that same snap, yeah. hot sensation that you do with some lasers. Of course, they've improved now as well. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> there is some minor discomfort. Okay. I have a question. Um, so I've had laser. And so with the laser, you know, you have to come once every, what is it, like six weeks? Mm-hmm. A bunch of times. So what's the process with electrolysis since you are targeting, like it's being, it's more um, specific 
Well, what's, they, what's the breakdown of, you know, if someone was planning to do this, how long would they expect to come Basically, in? it depends on their hair growth rate because the hair needs to regrow. We mm-hmm. have to be able to see that. So we need hair showing on the surface. So if you have someone typically who has dark, coarse, curlier hair, it grows a little faster, so they'll come back more often. If we're addressing a beard, they're going to come back more often. We don't wait as long. As soon as the, the hair is showing itself again, we can retreat as long as the skin is intact. If the skin has not healed properly from a previous visit, we wait until that's healed before we would retreat the same area. But it's important to understand something here. Hair grows in phases. Mm-hmm. And there are, we talk about the three phases, but there's actually four phases of hair growth. And because we have no litmus test to be able to know which growth phase hair is in, right. then sometimes we may do a hair and then... Well, there's another and there's another. And they go, well, I have another. That's actually hair beside one we've already done. Or you may have hair that is now in the growth phase, whereas the hair that we've already done may be in a resting phase. Mm -hmm. One hair beside the next hair to the next hair, we don't know what phase they're in. Just like eyelashes. And if we ever find a way to do that, exactly, then I'm going to invest in that in stock market and retire. (laughs) So because that will be the stock to own. Probably make more money than Jeff Bezos ever thought of making. But it's important to understand it also has to do with that so we have to watch as we progress through treatment Uh, it's another reason that uh, transgender have sought out electrolysis for many 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 years because we were able to help those folks eliminate permanent hair especially on their face in a way that they could still be quote-unquote face forward because with a lot of things you can't do that they need to be able to be up and out especially for those who did shows or Mm -hmm. performers that type of thing they can't have downtime and there's very little downtime if any with electrolysis that's awesome unless we're being really aggressive right (laughs) you can if you have to we can so just to recap about three to six weeks is what you say and in some cases as much as 10 to 14 days oh okay yes it depends on the individual's hair growth so the faster their hair grows the faster they can come back for retreatment okay let's talk about how you prepare the skin for the treatment itself and should the client come in clean-faced or oil-free lotion-free how how does that work does it matter they come in with a clean area and then we will further prepare that area before we go. And particularly with an alcohol solution that okay. we have, because mm-hmm. we really need to dry mm-hmm. that skin. It right. needs to be very, very dry. We are dealing with electrolysis. So now if we have folks who are very oily, then we actually have product that we can use to help control that oil while we're working. And because we work with magnifier lights that are right on top of the area, in times past we had to work with halogen, but now we can work with LED. So the heat of the light doesn't cause the same problems now that it used to. But if you're working with someone who um, has been a practitioner from years ago that maybe still works with some older equipment, these are the types of things that they'll overcome. And it's not to say that they aren't quality in what they're performing. It's just Environment. Depending on what the individual is doing, you may be, if you're seeing someone in Greensboro, North Carolina versus Atlanta, you may be seeing someone with two very different types of equipment, mm-hmm. right. depending on how modern and forward they are with their right. equipment. Talk about contraindications. Uh, we talked about how readily available it is for people based on all types of skin types um, and hair types. So, what about contraindications? Very few. If there are presence of acne, We wouldn't work in active acne. We wouldn't work in active cold sores, rashes, that type of thing. Any type of uh, skin blemish 
or issue, we would not. Otherwise, if the skin is intact and healthy, we typically can proceed unless there is some other issue that we would not. For example, there are certain medications Mm -hmm. that we would stay away from, and most of those are related to autoimmune. Okay. So unless we are dealing with something that's very serious and a medical condition that would prevent us from doing this, we okay. can we can move forward. So, so it's high, very successful. Someone that has high tendency to high inflammation and doesn't heal quite as quickly. No, we can still work with them, but we may not work with them as quickly in follow-up sessions. Right. So their cycle time may take longer, especially if they're slower to heal. Uh, another situation where we'll find that is with um, uh, psoriasis cases with uh, extreme psoriasis seborrhea, eczema, mm-hmm. those types of things. If they're in an active plaque stage, then, of course, we would not. Okay. We have to wait for that to clear. What about retin-A and retinols? Anything that has act- has made the skin active? With retin-A and retinol, then we can use thermolysis, but we typically would not use galvanic because we don't want to have a chemical reaction in the okay. skin that's already being dealt with in such a way. Okay. And it also depends on the percentage that they're using. But most of the time, we'll have them come off of it just like we would in many things. I want them off at least five to seven days prior. Okay. All right, good. We already kind of touched on this but about the sessions, but um, what's typical? How many sessions is required for an average person? Well, again, because we won't know what stages of growth the hair is in, that's impossible to say. However, we can give a rough idea once we've seen the area and treated the area several times. We can begin to see this is working quickly and we'll be able to stretch this out or let's be more aggressive and speed up the timetable to get through it faster. In particular with beards, chins, lips, and eyebrows. We can we can really tell there. Uh, so if we just have three or four hairs on a chin of uh, a woman who is 45 plus a few sessions typically we can get those and if one or two starts to show up down the road they can come back so maintenance yes okay Uh, if we are removing a beard or a bikini line um, if we have a very thick coarse beard 10 12 sessions same thing with a bikini line if it's a finer thinner hair typically less the the larger the diameter and the more coarse the hair or the curlier the hair typically the the longer number of sessions that we need one thing that just dawned on me excuse me for a second um, is we actually did not talk about one other important aspect of electrolysis over laser is that we can address vellus hair Mm -hmm. light Mm -hmm. hair we did not mention that because that I think is incredibly important to know. Laser needs that contrast of the hair itself against the skin to work properly. Mm-hmm. So with electrolysis, you could even do those white, coarse hairs. Absolutely, that come we out can. The, the color of the hair and the color of the skin has zero relevance to the ability to do electrolysis. Period. The end. Uh, it's more the individual's ability to tolerate it, as long as they don't have issues with the skin. And that's, that's again, what makes it so relevant, is we can work with any type of hair on any type of skin. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to think, how long would it take to do somebody's eyebrow? So, like, how, or, like, how, what's the duration on isolating one single pore going in and zapping it well that would be up to the individual practitioner and how fast they are i'm very fast i can really get in there Mm -hmm. and get that done i didn't need an hour on that orange all those years (laughs) ago i didn't need that at all so the um for someone who's really fast i could get through a, a set of average eyebrows in 20 to 30 minutes that's about now if we if we have 
a really thick, heavy eyebrow, that's a little different. But if, if we're talking about what we see on average, uh, if we're talking about a beard and we're doing the entire area, uh, particularly if they're Mediterranean, mm-hmm. Uh, then it may be a couple of hours to get across an entire beard. It also depends on their tolerance as well. And if there's someone who can lie there and just go to sleep, which many of mine do, make it very relaxing and comfortable and they just go to sleep, then we get through it faster. But some folks get a little fidgety, Mm -hmm. and the more they fidget, the slower we are because we are inserting a filament into a follicle. Yeah. So that requires precision. Yeah, precision. And, uh, of course, with our lighting and our eyewear and magnification. But it also, um, you'll find that electrologists who are aggressive and confident are fast. Mm-hmm. I think that applies to almost anything sure, these days. Sure, sure. Yeah. And what's Great. the post-care? Post-care is very simple. Clean, ice, leave it alone. Okay. If you need, if someone is swelling a little more or some folks will... Uh, have a little itchiness afterwards you could use a little uh benadryl or hydrocortisone cream okay and over the counter is fine cool um so we talked about it being good for both men and women um are Absolutely. there are there any difference with the expectations or results i mean i guess with men most of the time they're trying to get their beards done I find on average that uh, most of the men will go back to the coarse hair situation. Mm -hmm. The more coarse the hair, typically the uh, greater number of sessions and longer each session is. So if if we have a a situation like that, you know, in terms of men versus women, it's it's longer for men. However, there is uh, a situation that exists called hirsutism, Mm -hmm. which is excessive hair growth. Mm -hmm. And women, we're seeing more and more and more of this. And women can have this, which means more and more facial hair for them. And so that actually evens the playing field out a bit between men and women when we see that. And it's also good because we'll also see that on the backs of hands. Yeah. Especially when the hair is very, very dark on the backs of hands or across the shoulders mm-hmm. uh, or uh, around the areola at the breast. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see that as well. And, you know, unfortunately, this is something that we're seeing more and more of. And all ages, though. All ages, I, yes. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know what the uh, regulations are in Georgia. Is it 15 or 16? No, I could treat a 10-year-old's lip if she was growing a mustache, as, as long, long as her as mother was there. Parental. Yes. Okay. Parental well, consent. There you go, in Georgia. The room. 10 years old, get your kids in. In the room. <laughs> Veda has a couple more years. <laughs> in the room. Well, you know, I mean, today a lot of mothers, if, if well, their 10-year-old is yeah. growing a unibrow and, yeah. and has a dark lip, they're dealing with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't wax... A 10-year-old in the late 80s. No. My boyfriend has um, four older sisters, and when they they said that um, their mom took them all to get their armpits done. Mm-hmm. And they hated it. It was so painful, but they're like, it was the best and worst thing. For laser or for? Electrolysis. Oh, electrolysis. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to Miss Elena. <laughs> she knows what's up. Wow. Well, there what was, Maxwell? Did there was a time. No, she <laughs> let him keep his They, didn't, his they didn't do topical <laughs> anesthetics. <laughs> yeah, they said it. They didn't do topical painful. anesthetics years ago. They're like, you know, suck it up, buttercup, yeah. let's mm-hmm. go. Like the tattoo industry. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, exactly, like. Exactly, Talia, exactly. Like, I've gotten laser, but it's not it's not completely Gone. there yeah which mm-hmm. is annoying because you know you do, you spend the money and you the time in the time mm-hmm. and the i mean it's not the terrible pain. pain the pain but you know electrolysis is more comfortable typically mm-hmm. than laser especially on the bikini line and a few other areas oh that's good to know yeah yes. i just assumed the opposite Mm-mm. 
no, I can make it more comfortable. Nice. And because of the variations and controls we have in the newer machines with the settings, I mean, we're talking fractions of seconds. I can, right. I can control the current length as well. So not only can we control the time, but the strength of it in the time, the duration could mm-hmm. be anywhere from uh, a fraction of a second to 10 seconds. Yeah. I can pulse wow. that wow. energy in there. And let's say we have a real stubborn hair. I'm, we're talking about the type we call a goat hair out of the bottom <laughs> of our chin. I can pulse that baby and kill yeah. it in one session most of the wow. time. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Um, how about pricing? Pricing varies, and it, it really varies by area. Uh, you'll find that most of us are priced either by time or by package. For example, when we're getting started with someone, we'll price by time. Uh, for It's about a dollar a minute is oh, what it okay. works out to, especially when we're seeing in the beginning what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. And then once we see what it's going to take, we structure packages custom-built to that individual and their needs. I had a, a gentleman who uh, Spanish descent, and he wanted his beard gone. And he wasn't a candidate for laser, and we spent a year removing wow. his beard. That was the most challenging beard that I have ever tackled. I mean, it was really, really coarse, very heavy. And so what we ended up doing with him was packaging. And so he ended up spending about $3,000 mm-hmm. to remove his beard. So when you say $1 a minute, mm-hmm. is that when you start pulsing? Uh, uh, no, uh, the $1 a minute is the time that we start till the time that we're finished. So let's say we're going to do three or four hairs on your chin. We may need five minutes. You'll have your initial consult, and then your time would be about $5. Wow. And that would depend on if you had any topicals or anything else. But you've already had your consult and have paid for that. So that's very efficient and very affordable. If we were doing a larger area like a bikini line, typically your first session is going to be by the minute. And then after that, it'll be priced out for the package. A bikini line for someone who is lighter haired could be $350 to $550. And for someone who is darker or thicker, it could be more. So I do um, permanent cosmetics and scar revision, Mm -hmm. which I charge as an hourly rate. Mm -hmm. But then I also break it up to 15-minute increments. But Mm -hmm. there's a significant amount of prep time in that, but I don't typically... I, I mean, I wind up, you know, uh, going up or going down depending on, you know, if we're at 20 minutes, I'll charge for 30 minutes, that sort of thing. But I don't typically add the prep time into that. It's just actual tattoo time. So that's kind of what I was asking about you. Because if there is a numbing phase and things of that nature, you know, how does that work as a practitioner? You'll find prep fees range anywhere from 15 to about $50. Okay. And then the actual time of electrolysis is tacked onto that. And okay. it depends on the individual. If you have someone who comes in, they're clean-faced, ready to go, hops up on the table, in and out five minutes, then we don't have that outside of the initial. She's just coming in for a touch-up treatment. Okay. But if it's someone that requires additional things then, of course, there's a prep fee for that. And that varies based on the individual because it also varies based on the amount of coverage that we're doing. So if I'm doing the backs of legs and we're going to spend two hours there that day, that's a different fee. So, again, it's it's very customizable for the individual. But it's price competitive. It's very price competitive with laser. And also when you think about traditional hair removal methods, the cost of waxing, Mm-hmm. The cost of threading, sure. that type of thing. That's ongoing. Ongoing, 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 right. ongoing, ongoing. Spend so the money in, and get it done. Yeah, so in terms of um, how budget-friendly is this, very. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're from Atlanta. 
and you live just north of Atlanta in Ackworth, if you don't mind me saying. I don't. Lake Alatoona. Lake, <laughs> in the lake On country. the tuna. On the tuna. On the tuna. She was in the Coast Guard, so I think she can take anybody making a impromptu drop in. Well, I guess my point in all of this is that your, pra- your practice is in Atlanta. So how, someone that doesn't live in the Atlanta area, how do they find a good practitioner? What are they looking for when, when they're looking for a good practitioner? There's a couple of ways that you can go. There's a website. It's electrology.com. And electrology.com is put up by our association, which is the American Electrology Association. And that's the first place that I would send anyone okay. to. From there, uh, you can scroll down to the bottom of the website, and they always have find a practitioner. And we're all registered, basically. And uh, if you don't have any luck there, which you should, but if you do not, then there is registry through individual state boards, depending on what that state's rules require. Okay. Now, all the states now have registry for electrolysis. Uh, thankfully, that's the case. So you can also reach out that way. But the best way to go is electrology.com. And then I'm assuming reviews as well, just like most. Oh, sure. Sure. I mean, you can uh, Google local electrologist. However, when it comes to certifications, that's important because you have to be a licensee and then there's additional training that's required. And it's really important to be with someone who is properly trained. You know, there's always going to be those that are out there trying to cut some prices and right. do some things like that. But when it like when that. it comes to electrology, typically you really get you what really you pay for in terms of success. There. This yeah. isn't something there's not really many ways to cut on electrology. Uh, because it's uh it's pretty much the, the folks who practice are very respectful of one another in the industry. And we have a kind of an unspoken industry-wide thing that we all stick to. And you'll find that the dollar a minute is something that you'll, you'll find in many, many places. Great. That's cool. We've got some business questions for you. Some beauty okay. biz questions. Okay. Um, Hit what, me. <laughs> what service or products are gaining attention right now and why? In my opinion, the new Aqua Gold facials mm-hmm. using the plasma, I'm loving it because it's uh, you don't have to go as far as you do with a PRP, mm-hmm. but they'll still draw your blood, use your plasma, do this. It's very little downtime. It looks great. It's affordable. A lot of the doctors are putting them on special to be competitive, and you get terrific results quickly. I like that. I like the new fillers that are lasting longer. Uh, especially some of the lip fillers. We were just talking about this earlier okay. that last about 18 months. What was the name of that product? Uh, that's a Restylane product, which is made by uh, Galderma. And, the, well, what was the name? It was a specific... Define. Define, yes. So it's uh, similar to Juvederm, but it lasts longer. Lasts longer. And now there are so many different versions out there. Right. Uh, the other thing that has really really grown in the industry is the use of LED light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming more and more acceptable. I've been a fan for years yes, and have, have used it for yes, years have. successfully because I use it in post-treatment protocols mm-hmm. as a part of my ongoing treatments. It isn't something that's special or an add-on. I use it because I do a lot that compromises the skin. It's what we do. It's it's controlled injury. And so when I'm doing chemical peels or other things like this, as long as it isn't contraindicated, you get LED with me. Okay. And people love it. And you're doing um, a variety of the colors within the LED as well? Oh, yes. What's yes. your favorite color? It just yes. depends. Uh, well, it depends on the treatment. Uh, blue light, of course. It's mm-hmm. fantastic for acne. Um, P-acne. The, the lights, yep. yes. 
the lights represent different wavelengths to accomplish different things, but yellow to help produce collagen and red for rejuvenation. Combining the two together gives excellent results. And now it's even to the point where you can buy and go to facilities that have entire LED beds wow. and capsules that you get in to expose your entire body because of this. We, we know now, it's not anecdotal, we have white paper science that backs this up. I became a fan many, many years ago uh, to help me with a couple of things that I was going through, and it works. Great. That's awesome. If you were to give some advice to, to the professionals <clears throat> out there, what would it be? That's such a broad question, I know. but For me, it's specific. Train, 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 train. Educate, Educate yourself. Stay and relevant. Go to every workshop you can and practice, practice, but really train. All right, girlfriend, okay. we're, we're going to do rapid fire. Okay, let me see. We need right. to get a little sound bite. Now, wait a minute, rapid fire, wouldn't that be like ta 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 Oh, there you go. <laughs> Damn you, you're so literal. <laughs> All right, so. It's that Coast Guard. <laughs> right, rapid fire, okay, this is what we do with okay. each of our guests. Some of this applies to beauty or your industry. Some of this will be just not apply, you know, applying to beauty and oh, just a okay. personal question. Um, and some of, some of it's city-centric. Since you're from Atlanta, you're our first guest from Atlanta, so we're so excited about that. <laughs> Yay! Um, of course, we want to throw in some Atlanta questions. So, okay. But the first is a beauty question. What beauty product can you not live without? And knowing you, Mel, you can only name one. Well, I'm a Libra, so there's always a tie for me in most answers. If I can only name one. Mm. Not the beauty service, but beauty product at home. Clayton Chagall's 45% collagen. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, you are a big collagen fan. I'm an even bigger 45% collagen fan. So what Clay is it? Uh, it it is a line of collagen and elastin products at different percentage strengths to accomplish different goals, and the forty five percent is strong and very effective. And that's Clayton Chagall. Yes, that's, by Clayton Chagall. Yep. So that Don't is a nice line. Yes. What about what beauty service is a must? Electrolysis. <laughs> Shameless self promotion. Well, no, because I look at beauty services in terms of prevention and maintenance. Okay. So. One, right now. One, neurotoxins. Okay. Botox, basically, <laughs> is what. Dysport. I'm a bigger fan of Dysport because Botox okay. gives you that plastic forehead doll look, which I don't personally like. I think everybody like. has a personal preference between Dysport sure they and do. Botox. I think it works one or the sure other. Sure, I like Botox better than Dysport, mm -hmm. but I do know you, you are a fan of the Dysport. Oh, sure. So. Sure. Okay. What is your favorite Atlanta restaurant? The Optimist. The Optimist. Yes, and where is that? Seafood. It's downtown. It's a Ford Fry concept. It's outstanding. And you know, when you're when you're in a, a landlocked city, which is Atlanta, I can't just hop down to the coast because I'm a coastal girl at heart. Right. And in 15 minutes, have some of the best seafood. And I'm also spoiled living in Europe. You know, with all the time being able to have that. Right. So it's nice to have really good quality seafood that is not frozen. That's fresh, served well done well and that's the optimist is that on the west side where is that uh that's downtown downtown yeah that's downtown so where downtown um near the ferris wheel so in oh i know what yeah. you're talking about where ted's used where ted's Omni is right in that square right by the tabernacle just off of that right next just to the tabernacle that. that's the venue right there yeah i don't remember I know tabernacle yeah but okay. it's it's right in that area cool yeah 
That's great. I haven't checked that out. Yeah. How about your favorite Atlantic boutique? I don't have a favorite Atlanta boutique. Okay. I have a favorite shopping destination, Lenox Square and Phipps Plaza. Fabulous. When I want to go high end. Absolutely. But I will say, generally speaking, they have some great consignment stores. And I love a treasure hunt. Right. Love it. Yeah, in Buckhead, they have some good yes. upscale consignment. Yes. So Lennox and Phipps, which and Phipps. they're right across the street from Very each other in Buckhead. Phipps is the higher end one. Lennox yes. is more just like our... Actually, I guess Lennox is more... Well, between, it has Neiman Marcus. It has Louis Vuitton. Yeah. yeah. It's between like uh, our West Shore and our International Plaza. Lennox is still nice. You still have some mm-hmm. nice shops there, Very too. Very nice. But uh, cool. Um, how do you spend your downtime? Sometimes just as a vegetable, because I'm an, <laughs> Which one? I'm Which an, vegetable? I'm an intense, hardworking person here. No, I'd say kale because I'm highly, I'm, I'm, I'm so full of nutrition. Bitter? <laughs> a little bitter? A little bitter. You get a little softer after, she, yeah. after you rub on her a little right. bit. Right. Totally. right. If you put me in water, I can reconstitute quickly. So how do I spend my downtime? Typically in the water, on the boat, in the pool, relaxing. I'm training a uh, miniature golden doodle Aww. to be a therapy dog. So I really relax with her when we're doing our training sessions as well. Little Stella. Stella. Oh, I love Stella that Ray of Light. <laughs> um, speedboat or sailboat? It's a mood thing. <laughs> um, most of the time I have a need for speed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but every once in a while I like to chill and cruise. I give it a 70-30. Okay. <laughs> but La- it's still a mood thing. <laughs> Lake or ocean? Oh, that there's no way to choose. I'm both. Yeah, if it's a mud puddle, I'm in it. <laughs> I mean, I'm a water girl. <laughs> nice. As a matter of fact, here, splash me. <laughs> splash her now. Yeah. She's wearing a white yes. t-shirt, by the way. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's not that kind of podcast. I we come on at midnight for that. Um, where am I? Uh, bucket list location. <laughs> I'm sorry, say again. Bucket list location. Bucket list location. Where do you You've been go? to a lot of places, too. I have. I'm very well traveled, but I would have to say my, my favorite bucket list idea would be to start on a boat through the Greek Isles, mm. keep going, and somehow finish in French Polynesia. I'm not quite sure how I'd make <laughs> that happen yet, but that would be ideal. Nice. Well, if I was going to go on a boat trip with somebody i get i'm a little i'm a little nervous traveler so i feel like if i was with you you? someone who's like (laughs) all set i I wouldn't have to worry she's like the best warrior (laughs) she is the best host also like the the spread oh thank you yeah she does it right the cheese she lives right the cheese board on on board would be Supreme. A cheese board on board. <laughs> well, I'd have to say my mama raised me right. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> um, what about the favorite, your most favorite place you've ever been to? Mm. I had the, an exceptional spiritual experience in Jerusalem mm. when we were in Israel. Um, and then just living in Europe as a whole. I'll say Europe as a whole because it's very difficult to choose one thing from another. Where in Europe did you live? But equal to that is also Alaska. I mean, it's an extraordinary place to visit. Uh, we lived in Germany and traveled extensively for five years when we cool. were there. So I was able to cover a lot of ground. Yeah, it was a beautiful time. Yes, it was a great time to be there. Had a good time, too. Yeah, that's awesome. Plus, you know, it was a quick train trip to Paris. Mm-hmm. So I could hop down bad. to the train station. I was in Paris for two hours. So if I wanted to go for the day and have lunch, I could. That's awesome. Yes. And I did mm. as much as possible. 
Um, what's, what is an app that you're addicted to right now? Fitbit. Oh, <laughs> yes. Nice. I'm in week five of a uh, program using food and as, as medicine to help me heal some things. I went through That's some awesome. things with knees and a couple other surgeries, and I was reluctant and my husband was so sweet. He bought one and loved it. He said, I really think you'll like it. Just give it a try. Right. Okay, I will. Ugly old thing. Put it on my wrist. Three days later, it's it's worse than my phone. I'm constantly <laughs> checking it. Goals against myself. I'm very goal-driven. Yeah. So it's Fitbit all the way. Nice. That's fun. Well, thank you for coming. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, ladies. informative today. Yeah, for sure. And let's talk about where people can find you, okay? So what are your handles? Facebook, Instagram, website, Fitbit.com. Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> where are you at, girl? Well, you can find me at meridianspaservices.com, our website. It's actually being redone, so it's it's back up now. And that's the best place to find me. But I'm also at Vibrant Health Center in Ackworth, Georgia, and it's 770-365-7101. If you'd like to give me a call, please do. Or text. I'll answer. So what about uh, Facebook? Do you have a Facebook handle with... Uh... Meridian is now on Facebook, but it has been terribly neglected because I'm working so much. Right. So I really haven't had time to dedicate to that, which actually makes me think maybe I should talk to you guys about the right person to handle doing it for me. Yeah. Because I'm busy doing electrolysis a lot. Sure. Sure. It, do, it does take a lot to do it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, handling you know? social media in today's business world is so time consuming. Yeah. You know, and when, we're very hands on with what we do in yeah. our business. And it's yeah, impossible for me to do what I do and be working on a computer at yeah, the same you, time. You can't look up for a couple hours no, at a time. So not at all. And there's such like a an art to it. Like you would think like, oh, I need to post on my Instagram. But there's like algorithms that you have to follow. The right filters. I just read this whole article about filters the other hashtags, day. Hashtags, like, oh. the proper time. I've, yeah. I've unloaded all of my social media stuff to my friend who does social media. I'm like, here you go. Well, I started planning my Instagram and I attended a little seminar about how to be good at business on Instagram. And I realized, oh my gosh, I have so much to do to even begin to be someone who sucks at doing it, <laughs> much less to be someone who's excelling. You're below the third level. <laughs> oh, girl. I am t- <laughs> Talk about a curve. <laughs> well, we can't do it all. All right. So Meridian Spa Services and Meridian also com yes. in Ackworth, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, just north of Atlanta, about 15 minutes north. Yeah. Um, on the tuna. On the tuna. Lake Alatuna. We've been in the news with all our flooding. Well, Uh-oh. love you, girl. Thanks love so you much too. for Good coming. Thing. So glad Good to be like here with you ladies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. All the time. So I'm Talia Keen. And I'm pretty. And I'm Abby Kiefer. Uh, coming to you from beautiful Tampa, Florida. Stay pretty, America. Stay pretty. This is a Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida Quick Fix on Radio Influence. One of my favorite Instagram accounts is Let's Eat SRQ. Mm -hmm. She's a good friend of mine, Nori's her name, and she is constantly posting incredible food pictures from Sarasota, and I'm like, I need to get there more. Well, let's go. There's, I mean, just like right now, I mean, look at this. This is Brick's Barbecue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Yeah, and you know... I've been to Sarasota before, mostly the Siesta Key, right. and I don't even really know how it's configured. Like, I, I don't even know where I was compared to Siesta Key. I just kind of get there, and that's it. Um, but they all, there's all wonderful restaurants, great nightclubs. When we were driving around the Uber, we were looking into the restaurants, and there wasn't an empty table anywhere. It's always packed. Packed. There. Now, it's Saturday night, and it's supposed to be packed, but... 
like St. Pete has a popping, but not like Sarasota. I'm telling you, Sarasota is, an, is another level. I wonder why. Well, first of all, it was Valentine's weekend. Right. It, you know, it's great weather. Um, but it's always like that. I, that's what I hear. I've been there. It's Th- always like that. And, you know, I was walking around with some friends and we were kind of looking for some things to do. And um, uh, Tracy said there's a place where you have to go in the back alley in the back door. There's no front door. So there's no signs either. It's called Pangea. Oh, wow. And they're just known for their drinks. And we went through this back area. Place was packed with, you know, kind of eclectic folks. And the drinks were fantastic. The the owners were great. And uh, I didn't have any bad experiences. I I like, I'm going back. Forking Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com. 